you can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. I grew up in the South. Tons and tons of beautiful places to see that haven't been taken over by concrete yet. It's nice. But... Along with that, it's uh, pretty boring. Being a teenager and wanting to go out and have fun led to mostly improvising with your buddies and hoping something good will come out of the night. There wasn't really a local spot to go to to hang out, like a club or a cool bar, and the places that were close to this were just boring because you did see them so many times. I'm sure if you've ever lived in a rural area, then you understand that feeling completely. Something that I found a ton of enjoyment in though as a teen was just cruising around super late at night listening to music. I would fill up my gas tank, grab something to drink, and I would just take off driving until the sun came up. It was a way for me to just kind of clear my mind and relax. Those country back roads were always fun to drive down at 2am and was also just the right amount of spooky. But, well, one night, I absolutely got more than what I was bargaining for. I can't remember what month it was exactly, but I know for a fact that it was in the summertime because I was out of school and I also remember it being a comfortable chilly night. So if I was to guess, it must have been around July or August, I'd say. I was cruising around like I always did and was completely worry-free. I had music blaring and I was in my zone and I decided to head down to a park just out of boredom. This particular park is at the very end of a long stretch of desolate country road, but it's a really pretty drive because of that. When I say a desolate country road too, I don't mean that it's some dirt road that goes through the woods or something crazy like that. It is a normal paved road, but there's really nothing on it after a certain point. The entire road takes about uh, 20 minutes, I think, to drive down to get to the park, and after about 10 minutes into the drive, the houses start to get spread out further and further to become no houses at all and just road leading into the park. I think a lot of the reason I like this drive at night is because of just how creepy it was, and I looked at it as some sort of adventure or whatever. The park isn't open for camping or anything, it's mostly just a, a lot of land with walking trails and biking trails set up through miles of woods. So obviously, at around 3am in the morning, it's pretty dead. I made it there and just did a slow normal little loop around drive of the park. The night before, it had actually stormed very badly. So badly, I remember my parents and I had taken shelter because of the threat of a tornado touchdown. There ended up being no tornado, but the storms were pretty damn rough. And because of this, I came upon a fallen tree in the road that looped around to the exit of the park that must have happened because of the storm. 
It wasn't some massive tree or anything, but I know for a fact that there was no way that I could have gotten over it in my car, obviously. It was pitch black everywhere besides the front of my car too because of my headlights. And because of that, I immediately ruled out backing up the entire way that I just drove when I entered the park. I knew that it was super dangerous and there was just no way that I was going to do that. At this point on the road, there was a flat land on each side of me. I figured that it would make the most sense to just back up into the grass beside me just a little and then drive back the way I came. It was a one-way loop anyway around the park, but I wasn't really worried about going out of the wrong way since it was so late. It was a one-way loop around the park, but I wasn't really worried about going out the wrong way or anything like that. So I started to back up off the road so I could get my car to turn around. All was good until I went to pull back up on the road and I totally didn't take into account just how wet the grass was and the amount of mud. My car went absolutely nowhere, my back tires were completely stuck and were spinning in place as I was trying to floor the gas pedal. I started to become pretty scared at this point, not the most ideal situation to be in, right? I immediately take my cell phone out of my pocket and I saw that I had service. That was a super huge feeling of relief for me and I called my parents and told them what happened and where I was. They were pretty pissed at me but said that they'll pay for a tow truck to come out to get me. My parents both drove small four-door sedans and they would have been zero help in this situation. I was about 45 minutes away from my house at this point and the rest of most human civilization too. So I realized that I was going to be stuck out there for at least an hour before someone was able to get to me. It was a freaky feeling, but I tried getting it out of my head and just continued to listen to music and be on my phone in the car while I waited. I mean, there wasn't much more I could do. After I kind of calmed down from the initial anger I had, I started to check out my surroundings. And I didn't even notice at first because of everything going on, but in front of my car's placement was a field that was full of the most amount of deer that I think I'd ever seen at once. There legitimately must have been at least 40 deer just in this field, walking around and eating the grass. The field wasn't directly in front of my car, but if I was to get out and throw a rock in that direction, I would have easily been able to hit at least one of them. So, if I was to guess, they must have been about 30 yards out. This obviously didn't really help with the creepy level going on. Looking out in front of your car and seeing 80 eyes reflect staring back at you is a bit of an alarming feeling overall, but I must admit that I was relieved that it was just a field of deer and not something else. I watched them for a little bit, but I was quickly over it and I started to just browse through my social media apps while waiting. They seemed to have been over it quicker than I was because they all went back to walking around and eating once they figured out that I wasn't going to attack them or anything. After browsing my phone for about 15 minutes, I finally get a call back from my parents letting me know that a tow truck guy is on the way and about an hour and a half from my location. Still to this day, I remember hearing that and having the thought, you've got to be kidding me. Don't get me wrong, I understood that me and only me was the reason I was in this situation in the first place, so I couldn't really be mad at anyone else. But that was very obviously not what I wanted to hear. I decided that the smartest thing for me to do then was just to make sure my doors were all locked, lay back in my seat and just take a nap to pass the time quickly. And so that's what I did. So I wake up about 45 minutes later I'd say to the feeling of just being watched. I'm not sure if anyone has ever experienced that feeling before because I don't know how common it is but there was a sixth sense alarm going off in my head just telling me that I need to wake up. Waking up to that feeling in that situation I was in and the surroundings that I was in too is probably the worst case scenario that I've ever been in. I sit up and immediately check my surroundings and I don't see anything. I look through my car very quickly for any sort of weapon and I found a pocket knife. A pocket knife is all I had. I was scared and that was definitely not comforting. And the strangest thing was that even though I saw and heard absolutely nothing, that feeling was just terrifying. I was shocked to see that the field of deer in front of me was still full of deer. I don't know anything about the animal, but I guess I always just assumed that they don't hang out in the same place for too long. I'm not sure why I thought that, but I was surprised to see them nonetheless. I called my parents back to see if they'd heard any kind of update from the tow truck dude. 
I decided not to mention the feeling that I was having because I didn't want to worry them more than they already probably were, and I also knew that it was literally nothing more than a feeling that I had and had nothing to back up why I was feeling that way other than just being spooked out in general. But there was no update from the tow truck guy so we all assumed everything was still the same on his end. The call lasted just a few minutes because at this point I just felt like an absolute dick. They both have to wake up for work in a few hours and now have to spend a random hundred plus dollars and on top of all of that, they're worried about me. I could tell that they were annoyed at the situation, but they were mostly worried. So I told them that I'd make sure to tell them when the guy arrives and I was really sorry. We hung up and I looked up from the phone and immediately went from zero to a hundred in panic mode. The deer in front of me were all completely perked up, staring in the same direction right of them. Let me remind you that there were around 40 deer in this field, and every single one of them had stopped dead in their tracks, standing completely still, looking at something. I put my high beams on and stared, waiting for absolutely anything to happen at all, but nothing. I tapped my horn real quick, and they didn't even budge or look my way. They were all just completely glued to what was by then. The way the tree line was, I couldn't see that far over the field. I know that they were looking into the woods by then, but where I was at, I was only able to see them. I could actually hear my heartbeat at this point, and I grabbed the stupid pocket knife, and I just waited for something to happen. I would say that it must have been about a minute after I honked that every single one of them in unison started to run the opposite way. They were running at full speed, and within 20 seconds, the field was completely empty. I was petrified in fear. I knew that staying in my car is what would be the safest thing to do as well, but it was the worst feeling in the world when you just have to sit there feeling like a sitting duck. My head was on a swivel. I was freaking out in every way possible. I assumed that it was a bear or something, but it could have been absolutely anything. I was convinced at that point that it was the devil himself, and I didn't know what to do. I knew that the tow truck was close by, but I had no idea where he was. I began to shake because of nerves and just looked around to make sure nothing was by me, and focusing on the field in front of me. I did this for what felt like an actual eternity, sitting in complete silence and darkness in the middle of nowhere, waiting for something to jump out and attack me. It was honestly 15 of the longest minutes of my life that have ever gone by and I start to see lights break through the tree on the line of the road. As it gets closer I see that it must be the tow truck guy and quite honestly the lights on his truck felt like Jesus second coming from heaven to rescue me. He gets up to me and I jump out of my car and immediately ask him if he has a gun on him. I told him very quickly what just happened to me and that something is definitely out there nearby. He let me know that he had a shotgun in the truck and assured me that it was most likely a bear or just a bobcat. He then gave me the whole, they're more scared of you than you are of them shtick and the tree was small enough for him to just sort of bulldoze it out of the way with his truck and then he attached my car to his and he pulled me out of the spot that I was stuck in. He was very nonchalant about what I had just experienced but I was pretty badly shaken up by it. And the whole time that he was doing his thing, I still had my eyes glued out in that field, just waiting for something. But he was completely done with everything in about 15 minutes, and he told me to follow his truck out there onto the main road again. I got in my car and was ready more than anything to just get the hell out of this park. We started to drive away from the spot that I was in, and I still had my head on a swivel, completely shook up. And as we were driving away, I looked in my rearview mirror... We were down the park road just a tiny bit, but I could still just see the spot that I was stuck in partially lit up from the vehicle's lights and the moon as well. And I watched in my rearview mirror as a man came out from the tree line behind where my car was, walked into the middle of the road and just stood there and watched us drive away. My heart stopped beating at that point, legitimately. I lost my breath and my eyes started to get full of tears because of how absolutely scared I was in that moment. I couldn't see any sort of details like what he looked like or even necessarily what he was wearing. To be honest, I don't really care either. The feeling that I felt driving away from that spot, knowing that he was right there the whole time just watching me, 
watching me as I was freaking out and just looking around, watching me as I was completely alone for the longest time, and who knows, maybe even coming right up to my window and watching me sleep. That's a feeling that is something that I just can't put into words. All these years later too, and it still messes with me quite a bit. The entire time we were driving off, as long as I could see him, he just didn't move as well. He just stood there, watching us in the road. A million things went through my head. I was scared that there may have been multiple people up the road just waiting for us. I was trying to figure out if I should start beeping on my horn like crazy to get the tow truck guy to stop or not. I decided that all I wanted to do was get out of there though in the end, more than anything. And the second that we finally got out of that park and was able to be on a two-lane road again, I flew past the tow truck driver and I did nothing below 70 miles the entire way home. I flew through stop signs and stoplights and I just absolutely did not care. At this point, the only thing on my mind was making it home again. I eventually did get home and I ran inside, very quickly acknowledging my parents and I said sorry and thank you and I just went to my room. I didn't get a single second of sleep the rest of the night and I was searching for any sort of records of things happening in that area, escaped convicts, similar stories, etc. And I came to the conclusion that the man must have been some sort of squatter or homeless man. I read many things online about how it's common for homeless people in rural areas to build shelters in the woods, which does make a lot of sense as to why they would do that. But obviously, the unknown is the scariest part of it all. I mean, what if he wasn't homeless? What if he was going to hurt me? What if, what if, what if, right? There are just so many possibilities of what could have happened that night. But the outcome that did happen is what I'm definitely most grateful for. I never did tell my parents this story until many years after it happened and I was already an adult and moved out. It really freaked them out too when I told them and I never went back to that park, ever, and even though I no longer live by there, I still have no desire at all to ever go back there. I honestly don't even think that I could even be in broad daylight with a ton of people around and still go there. I also made the decision to stop doing those late night cruises at this point and I did a few after that time with some other people but even then I felt very uncomfortable and still on edge. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So before I begin, I would just like to say that I was at one point in time a, a non-believer when it came to paranormal experiences. The idea of ghosts and spirits was only entertained by myself when Halloween was nearing. Never something that I thought would leave me afraid of being alone in my house or anything. Anyway... To begin, there are several situations that have taken place in my home over the past 10 years. However, I want to focus on one more recent chain of events, and for context, I live in a three-floor home, basement, main floor, upstairs, with my parents and my older brother. I'm 24 and I work at 9 to 5, so my experiences often happen later in the evening. On occasion, when I work from home during the day, I also have these experiences too. So, my older brother for the last few months has had several weekends where he's been home alone. My older brother is that very stereotypical guy's guy, masculine, pretends not to be afraid of anything and acts as though nothing in the world could ever bother him. 
which is why I found it odd that I received a message from him one weekend at around 2am while I was out in the city with some friends, and the message said, please stop making so much noise, I'm trying to sleep. Now, I am notorious for coming home late when I told everyone that I wouldn't be home at all. I'm also guilty of stomping my feet when I walk and shutting drawers and doors a tad harder than I have to. When I saw this message, I was slightly concerned as I instantly assumed the worst, that my house and subsequently my brother were being robbed. And when I told him that I was in fact not home, he explained that he was hearing drawers opening and closing. After prompting him to look outside his door, he said the sound was coming from my parents' room. And like a guy who thinks nothing can hurt him, he marched into their room to find absolutely nothing. No drawers open, no home invaders, nothing out of the ordinary. But he was adamant about what he had heard. In the end, I just kind of wrote it off as him being a bit nervous about being home alone and I didn't think much more of it. That is, until last weekend when I was home alone with my puppy as my parents had gone out to dinner. Now let me tell you too that this dog is one of the most tame and gentle creatures that you could ever meet. I mean, when she sees new people, she barks excitedly and it's a very, very unique bark. Almost like a whine with a low bark followed by more whining. Anyway, she was on my bed and I heard her give a low bark and it was more of a grumble than a bark though. I turned around from my desk and I saw her staring into the dark hall but... Her head was cocked like she was staring at something with interest. That was when she jumped off my bed and slowly skulked into the hall. At this point, I pretended like nothing was happening. I just turned my back to my computer and kept playing my game. However, I was quickly interrupted when the barking of my dog turned into a friendly bark as though welcoming someone into our house, which was a huge red flag. So I took a deep breath and I called her name and she just ignored me, which had never happened before. We trained our dog to come when she heard her name and she is still young so we reward her with treats so she comes every time. And for her to ignore a treat like that, it must have meant that she was really excited and distracted. I called her again but again nothing. I did it again and nothing again so... I decided that it was time to be brave and I walked towards the barking which in this case was my parents room. Quietly I skulked in and I flicked the light on to see her just staring at a wall with her tail wagging happily. When I entered she instantly padded to my side and just followed me back to my room. I just want to point out too that at this point the hairs on the back of my neck were standing right on end. I honestly felt terrified and I was even tempted to just run out of the house. I'm unsure if the feelings of being so unnerved were because there was something there or because I was just spooked by my dog's behavior. I really don't know but what made it all so much worse is that this exact same thing happened two more times afterwards. My dog would be on my bed, cock her head as she looked into the dark hallway and then she'd begin happily to bark at the wall in my parents' room ignoring the fact that I was calling her name. The reason that this really spooked me too is because just prior to my last dog being put down, she started to exhibit really strange happenings just like this. We honestly thought that it was just the medication, but she too would also bark in my parents' bedroom as though she was greeting someone. This is just one of many weird situations that have taken place in my home, but I felt like I needed to share this because I feel like I'm just going nuts. I really hate feeling so unnerved in my own home. I was 14 years old and embracing rebellion against my parents, administrators and anyone else who tried to stand in my way. A year earlier I was arrested at school for possession of marijuana and I was forced to attend court ordered NA along with other rehab counselling and stuff like that. My mother had dropped me off in a sketchy area of town for my weekly meeting that lasted from 8 to 10pm. It was summertime, so the sun had actually set before I got out. The NA meeting was hosted in a halfway house on a block that had been pretty much occupied by nothing but other halfway houses for the longest time. My mother was unaware of this at the time as well. 
but the guys in my NA group were honestly amazing. They'd been through hell and came out on the other side. They listened to me, understood me, gave me advice that I would cherish for years to come, and eventually even protected me from grave danger. But the house my NA meeting was located in happened to be on a one-way street with no street parking. However, there was a gas station around the corner that had ample parking, so my mum told me to walk about two and a half blocks to the gas station after the meeting for her to pick me up. After my group one night, I made my way up the street, headed for the gas station which was directly behind the houses I was passing. I got to the last house on the block, right before I planned to turn left to go on the block west to my pickup, and that's when I saw them. There was a group of men on the porch, maybe five or six, and one with a mirror on his lap, and they immediately called out to me, asking my name, what I was doing, stuff like that. I ignored them, and I just sped up my pace, but before I could get past, they were walking towards me. One of them just kind of randomly asked for the time, and it was at this point that I immediately knew that I had to run. I sprinted back down the street from where I'd come and they proceeded to chase after me. I knew that I couldn't outrun them so I dipped into a driveway, dove under a parked truck and I hid knowing my life was on the line. But they followed me within inches of where I hid. I could hear them saying, where the hell did she go, find her. I trembled, lying on my belly underneath a truck, waiting for someone to just drag me up by my ankles. They searched the yard and I could hear them pushing through the bushes to find me. After several minutes, which felt like an eternity, they decided that I must have gotten away and returned to their halfway house. After several minutes, which felt like an eternity, they decided that I must have gotten away and returned to their halfway house. I slid out from under the truck and I climbed a fence that separated the property that I was on from the house my meeting was in. I ran back into my meeting house where they were still gathered and I told them what happened. I wish that I could still remember their names, but I'll never forget the way that they comforted me and the protective nature they displayed. As soon as I told them what happened, several of them stood up and they took action. I don't know what they did, but I was chaperoned by the few guys that stayed behind, back to the gas station where my mother was just waiting anxiously. But we told her the scenario and she took me to the police station to make a report. We never heard if any legal action was taken, but I have no doubt that my NA boys unleashed a furious vengeance on all of those guys. I really do wish that I could have spent more time with them. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So I've lived in the same house with my family about five years now, I think, and there was nothing out of the ordinary going on. That is, until about three months ago. So the first thing that happened was all my pictures in my bedroom just were turned left, all at the exact same angle. I didn't want to assume anything, so I just kind of went with it. I thought that it could have been someone trying to play a prank. About a week later, I woke up around 2 in the morning and decided to get a drink. I was in the middle of the kitchen when I started hearing my name being called out around the house. It was really loud and completely unmistakable and it sounded deep but not like my dad or my brother's voice. I looked around the house but didn't see anyone so in the end I just decided to go into their rooms but both of them were asleep. I went to bed just telling myself that I must have imagined things and eventually I ignored it and it stopped until about two weeks ago. I woke up hearing someone in the bathroom right next to my room. I thought it was my brother so I tried to ignore it. It sounded like someone was punching the wall and slamming cabinets and after five minutes they would run through the hallway and go back into the bathroom. 
This went on for about 30 minutes too and eventually I texted my brother telling him to be quiet because it was about 4 in the morning but he FaceTimed me and said that he thought that it was me and I got up to go and check it out and as soon as I got up the light in the bathroom just shut off and everything just went quiet. I asked my parents about it the next day and they said that they didn't hear anything. A day later, around 3 in the morning, my mum texted me just over and over and over telling me and my brother to be quiet. I texted her that I'm in bed and told her that I was asleep and she said that it sounded like me and my brother were arguing, basically yelling at each other in the kitchen but she couldn't make out what we were saying. Still, I didn't want to assume the worst so I let it be and around an hour later, my brother calls me over and over and asks if something happened. I say no and ask him why and he thinks so and he tells me that it sounds like my mum is yelling at me from the doorway. I stared awkwardly at my doorway for what must have been about five minutes and then he texts me and tells me that it stopped. We kept hearing voices too but thankfully the bathroom stuff seemed to have stopped. But then out of a deep sleep around 12 in the morning my dog runs under my bed with his tail between his legs. I kept calling him and trying to get him to come out, but he was absolutely terrified. I continued playing my PlayStation on my bed, but a couple of minutes later, knocking and low growling started coming from my doorway. About a minute later, it stopped. As soon as it stopped too, my dog went out and onto my bed and slept like nothing happened. But five minutes later, something began hitting my door and my doorknob. My door was unlocked, but it just kept moving it like it wouldn't open. I got up to open it, and as soon as my feet hit the ground, it just stopped. I opened the door and looked around the hall with my phone, but there was nothing there. My brother texted me about it before I could even ask him about it, so I know that I didn't imagine it. I asked my parents about it when we were eating dinner, but my mum said that my dad was asleep and she was reading and didn't hear anything. And then it comes to today. So I was doing my homework when I went into the kitchen for a drink and I swear to you that I saw a little boy who looked to be about six running right towards me. I immediately jumped out of the way and turned around and watched him run straight into the laundry room. I was shocked because I don't have any younger siblings or anything and this was the first time that I had actually seen something so I ran in to see if he was still there but when I got there it was completely empty. Eventually my brother came home and he showed me some deep scratches all over his thigh. He said that he woke up from the burning and checked the time and it was about an hour after the growling and a couple of hours later, we're each sitting in our rooms and my brother runs into mine, obviously terrified. He tells me that he saw a young girl with black hair and a black dress sitting on his bed and an elderly woman with white hair and a black dress looking at his window. He said that he froze in the doorway and then he blinked and they were gone. I've never had something like this happen to me in any house ever and I never do anything to tease spirits or anything or I don't mess with Ouija boards or anything like that and to be honest I'm just completely lost because everything just began kind of out of the blue. This happened a while ago so my recollection of this isn't going to be word for word but here it goes. So I'm a teenager, me and my mother live alone. We live basically in the middle of nowhere. The nearest town is a little less than an hour away and the only things that are near us are a gas station and a bar. I know everyone who lives near me and we rarely ever see new people in our neck of the woods. So just seeing someone who isn't familiar is definitely suspicious enough. And this is much creepier. So a couple of years ago, it was the middle of the night, me and my mother are night owls. We like to be awake from that midnight to 6am time period that most people prefer to sleep during. My mother was watching TV in the living room and I was using the computer in the kitchen. The kitchen and the living room are basically connected so I wasn't too far away from her, only a few feet. The front door leads right into the living room. It's a door with nine windows so it's pretty easy to see in. My mum looked towards the door and... She saw somebody staring at her through the window, and he was wearing a hood that obscured almost all of his face. 
My mum jumped and she of course walked to the door and asked him what the hell he was doing. According to my mother, he looked pretty young but she could barely see his face so who actually knows how old he was. The man said something along the lines of, Mark, could you help me with my car, please? In a tone that I could only describe as miserable and kind of off-putting. Even though it was dark out, there should have been enough light for her to see a car, but there was no car anywhere and the man was also holding his hands in his pockets pretty tightly, which was weird. My mother said no and apologized. This caused him to grab whatever was in his pockets tighter, so tight it caused his arms to tremble. He stayed for a few more minutes and then he just swiftly disappeared. Throughout the night, maybe one or two hours later, we thought that we heard slight weeping, but we didn't see anyone at any of our doors and windows. I may be making assumptions here, but I can only assume that what this guy had was a weapon. He seemed to be at least concealing something in his pockets. This was obviously a very creepy experience and it honestly seemed like he was trying to lure my mother out of the house to do something sinister to her. Also, a year ago, there was a very small metal plate jammed between the front door, strike plate and the piece that goes inside of it. And I'm not really sure what that's called but we have zero idea where this metal plate came from. But the metal plate stopped our doors from locking so I'm assuming that it was put there so that somebody could get into it later. These things are probably not related, but it made me think about him because this was deliberately placed there by somebody, and we're not sure exactly why. So this happened about three years ago. I live in Wisconsin and was walking my dog on the Ice Age Trail, which is not too far of a drive from my house. We didn't even go too far into it, maybe three miles I think, and there's a spot in the trail where it bends pretty sharply, and on that bend or that corner, there's a bench. I sat on the bench and gave my dog some water, and while I was pouring it into her mouth, I looked up. Now, there's obviously trees alongside the trail, but when I looked up, instead of seeing trees, I see this cleared grassy trail that honestly looked like what a mansion's manicured lawn might look like, except only a few feet wide. I'd never noticed it before, but to be honest, I've never really paid super close attention to the surroundings, other than the very obvious markers that I can use to sort of judge the distance. But I'm also getting bogged down in the less interesting details of this story, so I'll just move on. But at the end of the path, I see this naked woman with red hair facing away from me into what appears to be a clearing. Now, I've never noticed this clearing either. It was like a big circle with the sky clearly visible and the grass therein also looked maintained. And there was something close to the middle that looked like a bare tree or a wooden obelisk or something. I didn't really pay too much attention to it if I'm being honest because the woman is standing just inside of the clearing facing away from me. And I'd creeped out because she wasn't moving and she was, well, you know, naked. I'm about to ask if she's alright when she starts moving and I see another woman. A blonde woman in front of her. The blonde woman is looking right at me too and it wasn't like a, an angry look or anything but it definitely wasn't cheerful either. The woman with the red hair then turns around and I see the blonde woman is also naked. But now they're both just looking at me and I'm looking at them and I'm feeling like an idiot perv because I'm just kind of staring at them and like they both looked young and pretty and the one with the red hair gives me a kind of smile and does that wave where they just kind of waggle their fingers. I then feel a sense of embarrassment and I get up and I just start walking away. I give a kind of embarrassed I'm sorry gesture and I head back the way that I came. My dog though absolutely loves people and wanted to go to them so I had to pull her along a bit. As I was, as I was leaving they turned away from me and I can catch a glimpse of other naked women in the clearing too. At this I just head back to my car and I just leave. I thought that I would just stumbled upon some sort of wicker bullcrap in the woods and I of course told several people about it because even though I didn't suspect anything paranormal at that point, seeing a group of nude Wiccan women in the woods was an interesting story to say the least. I don't remember how much time passed before I walked my dog on that trail again. It's not something that I do all that often, so probably a couple of months. 
and other than feeling a little bit embarrassed, I didn't feel anything weird or bad that day, so it's not like I was avoiding the place or anything like that. I came to the same bench on the turn in the trail, and I wanted to inspect the clearing, but when I got to the bench, I didn't see anything. Just trees that had clearly always been there. I kept hiking, thinking that maybe I was further along the trail, because that's not the only turn in the trail, and that's not the only bench. But all the benches along this trail are wooden, and I remember the one that I sat on having a dick carved into it as well. The next couple of benches weren't on a curve, and the next one that I came across that was didn't have a dick carved into it. I reached a point where I knew that I had gone too far, and I went back to the one bench with a dick carved into it, and I looked again. And the trees that were there had clearly always been there, and there wasn't a path anywhere. I even went and pushed on one because, like, I don't know, I thought maybe it was fake or something... I started wondering if I just imagined the whole thing somehow, but I remember my dog getting excited and wanting to move towards them and having to kind of pull her along for a little bit, so I'm pretty sure that I didn't. So I go into the woods a bit, along where I remember the path being, and then I hear a male voice behind me that said something like, don't push your luck. I turned and looked and saw someone moving on the trail, but... There's all the trees and the bush branches between me and the trail, and I just sort of see a silhouette. I didn't know if he was talking to me or if he was on the phone or something, but my dog started to growl a little bit, which was really odd. I went to the trail, and the hiker had disappeared around the corner, so I went with the intention of just straight up asking him if he was talking to me, but when I ran in the corner, I didn't see him anywhere. This part of the trail is more of a straight shot with no side trails that I'm aware of anyway. None that I saw as I kept going and believe me I was looking. I went back to the bench eventually and I looked at the trees across from it again but nothing had changed physically. But all of a sudden I honestly felt like I was just being watched. I admit that that part might be nerves though but now I'm creeped out by the whole incident. So... I just went back to my car and I didn't head back there for at least a year. The next time that I went on that trail, my wife was actually with me and we were walking my mum's dog too. When we got to the bench, I pointed to where I thought that I saw the nude, possible wicked crap, but those trees were still there and there was no path or clearing. She believes me and she said that maybe some of the trees were planted in there in interim. I had already told her about the second time that I went and hearing that guy tell me to not press my luck... I didn't tell anyone else though, but she must not have remembered and instead of pushing the issue, I just kind of shrugged it off and we just went on. I've been on that trail a couple of other times and I still haven't seen anything else like what I saw that one day. The obvious likely explanation is that I had, for some reason, imagined the whole thing. Maybe it was a flashback, my younger brother has schizophrenia too, so it's possible that I had some sort of latent mental illness episode, but... Again, nothing weird has happened to me since that day, or before for that matter, but barring the obvious or reasonable explanations, all I have are some speculations. To contextualize, I'm from France and this story takes place when I was about 8 years old and slept in my grandparents' house that week because my school was right next to it. They lived in a building on the very top floor, whose only way to open the main door was to know the code number, to have a badge, or to call a resident, who can open from the inside. So it happened when I was at their home. I was in a bedroom upstairs, and my grandmother was sleeping downstairs. It was late at night, like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, when everything started. My grandfather worked at night, and at that time they only had one key for the door, so my grandmother left the door open most of the time. It was always like that at around 6am on the way home from work, so that instead of waking up my grandmother, my grandfather could just open it. As I said, that was the first door of the building. It's not directly open on the outside, so it is a bit protected, I suppose. But one night, I hear my grandmother screaming in fear, and then suddenly, just nothing. 
I was still half asleep and at the same time scared. I mean, waking up like this was weird, but I wasn't too worried because I thought that I would just go and see her and make sure she's okay. I thought that maybe she'd fallen over or something. A few minutes later, I didn't know what the actual time was at this point, I didn't have a phone or alarm clock. She calls me to go down and then she told me, I'm sure that someone was just watching me sleep and she thinks that she actually fainted instantly. I thought that maybe it was in her dream or something and she fell asleep fast, but we still waited for the return of my grandfather without sleeping just in case. When my grandfather came back, she told him that there was someone sitting right next to her, very close on the floor, with barely the upper body and the head visible from the bed, who was just sitting there watching her sleep, and that he was wearing a hooded K-way. My grandfather replied, wait, he just said goodnight to me in the stairwell, and he quickly raced back down there to try and find the guy, but when he did, the guy wasn't there. It was a little after this too that the neighbor said that she was actually called on the intercom by a man that she didn't know that said to her, I'm my grandfather's name's colleague, can you open the door? I just brought him back here with my car. My grandfather has never seen this guy before, has his own car and his first name is not written anywhere in the building, only the last name and why that man knew that my grandfather was working that night too, we will probably never know. So for a bit of context, I was five when we moved into this house. We lived there my entire childhood and had many strange things happen. It was a log cabin built in the 70s and the owner was a really mean old man that didn't have any friends or family. And well, what family he did have, he was awful to them so they just were never around him. He lived there all the way up until he died in the 90s too. But now since you have a little background, I can get on with the story. So one summer night when I was about 10, my mum, her then boyfriend and a couple of friends decided to go out. My cousin, who lived right down the street, was in charge of me. My cousin, who we'll call S, decides that she wants to call her boyfriend. And while waiting forever for her to get off the phone, I actually fell asleep because I was so bored. Before I did though, I made her promise me that she would wake me up so that we could go back to her house. I was asleep maybe an hour or two I suppose when I woke up scared and just shaking. I didn't know why but... I just felt like something was really wrong. I get out of my bed and I go look for my cousin. To my dismay, she was gone and I was home alone. And now, I was definitely scared but I decided that I would just ignore it and I would just go back to bed. I thought to myself that maybe I was just freaking myself out because I was home alone and it was late at night. When I lay down, I'm trying to calm myself down when... I hear what sounds like heavy footsteps or boots stomping around in my bathroom. I laid there, listening intently, heart beating through my chest. Whoever this was walked from the bathroom, down the hallway, past my room and into my mum's room. When they got to my mum's room, they would turn around and just come back, like they were anxiously pacing or something. In my head, I know that nobody is home but me, so... I get curious and I poke my head out from under the covers and that was when I got the most terrifying shock of my young life. Standing right next to my bed, glaring at me, was a tall, lanky, evil-looking old man. He had his arms crossed and was standing there just glaring at me with the most evil scowl I've ever seen. I screamed at the top of my lungs and his scowl slowly turns into a maniacal smile. That's when I realized that I've seen this man somewhere before. It's at this moment that I realized that this is the man that built our house and actually died in it. I jumped up from my bed, opened the front door, and I ran down the street screaming and crying my lungs out. When I get to Essa's house, I explain to her what just happened because, you see, this man was her half-brother's grandpa. And she told me that he was a miserable man that never liked company and definitely never wanted anyone else to ever move into that house. And guess where he died? Yep, my bedroom. 
Needless to say, I never stayed home alone again after that, and we lived there for another 13 years. My mom and my brother both had weird things happen to them when they were alone there too, but they would hear someone stomping down the hallway, lights would flicker and explode for just no reason, and pictures would fall as if they'd been jerked from the wall. I also had another friend that swears that she saw him rocking back and forth in our rocking chair. She says that she was awoken out of a sound sleep and had the feeling that she was just being watched, and when she looked to her left, she saw him just glaring at her, and then he pointed to the door. She took that as a warning to get out, and that is exactly what she did. She never came back to spend the night again, and neither did any of my other friends. I'm really glad that we don't live there anymore, and I bet that man is still roaming those hallways, making sure that nobody else moves into his beloved house. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now, All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.